Well, hello, lady leaders. Welcome to another week of the Military Woman's Podcast. I am the host, Sharika Labrie, and today's guest is Elizabeth Barad Rojas. She is a financial advisor and also a captain in the AGR program, our Active Guard Reserves. Uh, she has her own side business that she does bookkeeping as well as help people with their taxes and just become more financially savvy. And um, her company is Innovations Financial Services, LLC. So money, money is important, right? We know money makes the world go round. A lot of people want to fight and say, no, money is not that important. It's more, you know, your health is, is more important. Your family is more important, which, you know, all that is on top of the important list. But we know that we need money in order to do things that not that we not only like, but in order to give, right? Um, and I would prefer if there was a world of very good people with very good intentions that are richer than rich can be. <laughs> it, you know, we have seemingly negative connotations with money. Like money, if you have a lot of wealth, that means you did something bad to get it. If you have a lot of money, that means you, you know, stepped on many of people to get that money but that is not true you can be rich and you can be a good person that is giving back um and helping many of other you know people out we saw it in oprah at least you know everyone gets a prize everyone gets a car and and all the money that she donated overseas and there's many many more billionaires millionaires trillionaires out there i'm sure that are doing you know, great things out there in the world. I know I don't keep track because I'm too busy working. <laughs> I'm trying to get money, but <laughs> but the army gives me what they get. It gives me what they give me, right? But um, but for 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 those who are looking to be financially stable, are looking just to have a better understanding of their money, uh, there are tools out there and resources out there that you can use. And Elizabeth is going to talk about that today. Um, But I do also want to do something different. You know, really trying to build a community, a positive community with this podcast. So if you're listening early in the morning or maybe at night, uh, I wanted to kind of lead off before we start the interview with an affirmation or or just a quote, uh, kind of a food for thought to get you started with your day. So since today we're talking about money, um, you know, affirmations are you become and attract what you think. Your life is a reflection of your thoughts. So just a couple of affirmations for you today. Have, I have, or not have hope, but I can conquer my money goals. Today, I commit to living my financial dreams and my life is filled with health and wealth. So one more time, I can conquer my money goals. Today, I commit to living my financial dreams and my life is filled with health and wealth. So enjoy the show. Okay. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? I am. <laughs> Making it during this COVID, being at home with kids <laughs> and multitasking. But, you know, it is what it is. At least I have a job. Exactly. <laughs> Best for so, that. Right? So, Elizabeth, hey, I thank you for coming on uh, the Military Woman's Podcast. Very, very uh, interested in hearing what you have to say. I reached out after I saw that you 
where um, you were pretty much a knowledgeable, knowledgeable person in finances. It seems like just talking to you, jack of all trades. So mm-hmm. for the listeners, it took us four times to finally meet. <laughs> Me and Elizabeth had a really good talk when my Wi-Fi completely went out the first time. So yeah, I'm really excited for this because money is not my thing. It should be my thing. <laughs> but man, I, I'm telling you, looking at numbers just gives me anxiety. And it, I was like the queen of finances and having a zero balance every month when it was just me as a single person on a second lieutenant's pay. Um, but now adding a husband and three kids, I mean, I get, like I said, trying to do a monthly budget balance, anything like that is excruciating. And then taxes is a whole different thing, right? Uh, We haven't filed our taxes yet. And it's, oh, wait, is it March? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We usually extend it. (laughs) Well, exactly. Good thing this year is extended to May 17th. So you got more time this year. Oh, good. See, like, I don't even know. I'm like, oh, when does taxes do? See, not definitely not a thing that we run and, <laughs> and file every year uh, just because we own properties. And uh, I mean, the, you get your biggest bang for your buck in taxes if you do it right. And That's for many, many years, we filed our own taxes. And then finally, I think in 2017, 2018, we hired a CPA who was real estate knowledgeable. And she went over every single year that we had owned property and got us money back. I mean, we were just making one mistake after another. Mm -hmm. So it is definitely important, um, you know, to hire someone to know what they're, that knows what they're doing. If you have no idea, (laughs) there's people that is way smarter than the average in, you know, taxes and finances. And that's why I have Elizabeth here because Many women are so bogged down with just day to day that staying on top of our finances can be just overwhelming. So I'm happy that Miss Elizabeth came to share her knowledge, drop the drop the knowledge on us and take it away, Elizabeth. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Um, I am Elizabeth Barad Rojas. Mm-hmm. I am originally from Spain, Zaragoza. I have five kids. Um, I live right now in Illinois. I'm stationed in Scott Air Force Base. And I'm a captain in the military. I'm still on active duty. Um, I was out from active duty. I was first enlisted. I used to be a medical, but I always wanted to do finances. So I kept requesting to change my MOS, change my MOS. So I finally did. I went to school, got my degree, and then I got selected for direct commission. And after I went direct commission, I got selected also for finance. So I've been in the military doing finance as well. Um, well, I was already out from active duty. I was out for seven years. I was on the reserves first. Um, I was, I started opening my business doing taxes and doing bookkeepings. Um, while doing that, um, I, the active duty, the military called me for AGR. So I went, I got selected for AGR and now I'm AGR. Oh, nice. And that's a whole different topic in, uh, (laughs) you know, that's a whole nother podcast, AGR, but what everyone says is the best kept secret. (laughs) 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 My mom is AGR. So yes, I partly know that. And to this day, she, she's like you active duty people, you know, like, uh, (laughs) whatever. I'm like, yeah, okay. But yeah, good. So you got out, you came back in and now you're an officer in the finances. So that's pretty much your dream job. That's correct. That's <laughs> awesome. what I wanted. 
<laughs> so I've been doing finances now for 14 years. Uh-huh. And I'm my own business now for seven years. Okay. That's good. And what's what's the name of the business? My business name is Innovations Financial Services. Okay. So you do mostly bookkeep bookkeeping, taxes, and some financial consulting. That's correct. Um, okay. And I do, you know, like I said, I, re- I also recommend for like 401ks, Roth, IRAs, life, health insurance, and stuff like that also for anybody that needs it. Okay. Well, off the top of my head, Elizabeth, I am just thinking of people's posts and um, it's like, oh, should I do? And now with these different retirements, you know, you have the grandfathered in after 20 years, you get your pension and the, uh, the TSP is not matched versus the newer retirement where you have to put in and then the military matches your TSP. Um, so people, um, the old question, I guess, was, you know, should I put in my TSP and how much? Um, I mean, what is your kind of take on that now with the, the new retirement plan? So for me, for the old schools, mm-hmm. I'll say not to change it to the new retirement plan. Keep it mm-hmm. as it is because the new retirement plan does not, it's not going to work beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. For the new military members, for the new retirement plan, I do believe that the more that you put in, it's going to be beneficial for you to, in the long run for retirement. Okay. Um, some people can't, you know, they are not good as with the finances. So I can't say, go ahead, put in 30%, 20%, because this depends on, you know, how many dependents you have and income that you have. Mm-hmm. But I do recommend to, um, to really look into your finances and see what things you can cut out and put as much as you can in it, because in the long run, it really will help you um, for your retirement and have money in your pocket when you get out from the military. Okay. And not to get too much deep in the weeds, but there's the Roth TSP and then the traditional TSP. That's correct. So the traditional TSP is taxable right now. Like, so you're paying taxes on it right now. The Roth TSP, you don't pay taxes until you pull the money out of the account. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do Roth TSP, there's ways that when it's time for you to take the money out, instead of being tax, like, you know, like a higher tax rate, there is ways that you can move the money around so you don't have to pay as much taxes on it as a higher tax rate. Okay. Um, what I do recommend is, um, you know, you can split the money into the both accounts. Mm-hmm. I will recommend doing that because that way you still save if you pay taxes now for the traditional um, 401k, mm-hmm. it lowers your income tax bracket. So it will help you um, for your taxes and stuff like that will help you um, okay. make more money, be able to get a refund instead of having to pay more taxes on it. Okay. So that, and then the thing is with the future, we don't know how much we'll be paying in taxes. Uh, so we know, now, yeah, no, go ahead. Because I know Biden is talking about raising the taxes, the tax mm-hmm. brackets and stuff like that. So we do not know exactly how much it's going to be, how much taxes you're going to pay, but whatever you do, I think it's better if you do it 50, 50, mm-hmm. um, to better help it benefit, um, benefit you in the long run. Okay. I, you know, I've, I never even thought about that. I don't think I even realized that you could, you could do both. I thought you had to pick one or the other. And it's like, I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know where my money is now. I got to go look, see, after this conversation, I'm about to go look at my TSP, but yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. You know, have 50% of it tax now and then 50% tax later. However, there are alternate alternate routes to move your money around uh to to lower those those taxes that's that's correct and that's on a higher level that's like you're about to retire 
what are my options? Yeah, when you want to put the money out, when it's time for you to pull the money out. Now you're able to move the money out in case you want to purchase a home. But like purchases like that, and then you're investing the money back in into something, then you don't get taxed for it or penalized for it. You know, so okay. if you if you pull the money out early, um, they usually, you know, tax you at the end of the year, you have to pay a penalty fee for it. Mm-hmm. But if you invest the money into something, um, a large item, then you don't have to be, you, you won't be penalized for it. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if listeners know, but you can take a small loan or a, a loan out on your TSP. You just be paying it back every month directly. If you're still active duty with the paycheck, it, com- it comes out of your check every month. And it depends on what the interest rates are are going at. I think I got one five years ago for um, a property we're trying to flip for like one percent. 1.5%. So that's, that's I mean, that's like, you can't beat that. And they, right, very low. And then you're paying yourself back instead of paying a bank back. So it just kind of depends on how much time you have on your, on your bracket. Uh, <laughs> because once you get out, you're expected to pay that money back in some kind of way, yeah. form or fashion, right? Exactly. Right. Okay, well, Elizabeth, so just some of the out of your experience, you've been doing finances for about 14 years. What are some of the common questions that you see are, are mistakes, whichever that comes to mind first? Okay. So the first one I will say, um, people think, okay, I have five kids. So mm-hmm. I might put on my deductions five or seven because of their spouses and themselves. Mm-hmm. So they'll put seven for deductions. So during the year, they're paying very little taxes. And then at the end of the year, they're like, why I owe taxes? Why I'm not making no money? Mm-hmm. Um So people have to understand just because you have that many kids or that many dependents, you don't have to put that number for your deductions. Mm -hmm. Yes, you will be paying, if you put like a one or a zero on it, you'll be paying higher taxes during the year. But at the end of the year, you'll be able to get a bigger refund out of it. Now, what I do recommend for some people that say, well, they're struggling financially, um, what you can do is you can always change your deductions during the year. So what I do recommend, at least have, if you're going to do like a higher number, like a two or a three on it, do that for six months or five months, I'm sorry, for five months. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the seven months, do it at either zero or one. That way you'll be able to still get some money back at the end of the year and you won't be um, hurting. So that's a way to, can I say cheating, mm-hmm. but. Um, at least it doesn't penalize you where you won't be um, owing money. Okay. Five months, like a two or three, and then Mm -hmm. the rest of the months do it if there's zero or one. Okay. So just kind of spreading out the the monies basically throughout the year, changing your dependent status. Mm -hmm. So either you get money in your pocket throughout the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, then they're taking a little bit more away, but it evens out. So at the end of the year, you're not like, holy man, we're, we're minus, yeah. minus money. We got to pay. We got to, you got all money. Right. We got owe money we're, every year. That's why we, we keep deferring because <laughs> we're always scared. We're going to owe money. And, and luckily we really have it. <laughs> but it's still a fear. It's still a fear. <laughs> okay. So that's one. Um, another thing that I do recommend is people think um, because in the military, they move a lot. They don't want to purchase homes. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like um, since the military gives you the VA, it's already free money that right now, you know, you can purchase a home, no money down. The only thing you need to pay is a closing cost, but you can pay, you know, you can ask the sellers to pay the, the sellers, the, excuse me, you can ask the sellers to pay the closing cost, 
that way you still put putting the money out of their pocket. You can purchase a home that's a lot cheaper than what you people are paying on their BAH on military housing. And then they still can save money that way by purchasing the home. It's called an investment. And then during tax season, when you put the taxes and the interest in the home, people get money back, you know, just because they're owning a home, because you get your money back from paying the tax and the interest that you paid on the home. Um, and then when it's time for you to move, um, you can either rent the property out mm-hmm. and then you can buy another property or you can sell the property and, you know, take the funds that you get and invest into another property. And then for, you get 200, as a couple, you get $250,000 that you don't have to pay um, taxable income on the property when you um, sell the property. So any money that you make out of the home, you can keep that money in your pocket. Right. That's and it's, yeah. And if, if it, if it's your primary home, you don't have to pay capital gains on it either. So uh, I, I didn't realize that when I sold my very first duplex that I bought at Fort Campbell in 2008, I think I sold it about 2016, but I, I I think I made about $8,000 back. Not a whole lot, not a lot of appreciation going in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, but I made, I made some. So it was a duplex and um, I lived in one side and I had renters living on the other side and we each paid like six fifty dollars uh, for well, I think I was, my mortgage was like $1,200. $1, so I didn't make any money, but I didn't pay a whole $1,200 mortgage either. Somebody else was helping me pay down my mortgage. And after I moved out, that made me a little bit of money each each year, uh, a little bit more because rents went up. And then when I sold it, I made $8,000 of non-taxable you know, income that I put in my pocket and went to something else. So definitely something I, that we take, I think, advantage of knowing because we've done it. But I was just having a conversation with one of my uh, newly retired friends. And uh, she was like, man, I didn't realize the VA loan covered up to four units, you know, a fourplex. Fourplex. A fourplex. I was like, yeah, anything less than four is considered as a single family home. So yeah, it's no issues. And so I tell every um, you can get renters to pay the other yes. mortgages. You can keep the rest of the money BAH in your pocket and you can just purchase another property. And that's, that's the thing right. now with the BAA, I mean, the VA now, you can purchase more than one property. Yeah, that's what she was so, saying. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Elizabeth, so I'm glad you said that. And everyone has to do due diligence, though, because every VA person that we talk to, like VA, uh, I guess, a broker, broker that does the VA loans, they everyone has something different. <laughs> so, so I don't know how, you know, um, how some of them keep up to date with their information, but we've been told different times that no, you can only use one VA loan no. or, you, you know, it has I have to be two homes right now with the VA loan. VA loan. Right. Right. Yes. And we, we did that too. We got it too, but it, we definitely talked to some that was not very knowledgeable in what they were spitting out. So if, if you don't think that's the answer, please shop around, you know, for uh, um, a loan officer. Yes. Yeah. Because it's, um, the new laws changes and that some people don't, they don't get to the updates. They don't mm-hmm. study the new rules mm-hmm. and stuff like that that's going on. So when you do shop around, make sure you shop around that somebody's an expertise for the VAs. Um, mm-hmm. Because right now you can purchase more than one home as long as you can, you're able to afford it, that you have mm-hmm. the finances for it you know, you have no problem. You can purchase more than one home. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's really good stuff. So summing up for that one. Hey, if you are just hearing this, if you're brand new to this, buy a multifamily home, a a duplex, triplex, fourplex makes it really easy. Uh, Live in one, rent out the others, passive income for the rest of your life if you decide to keep it.
And trust me, like for example, for me, my first home that I purchased in California using my VA, we made over 80,000 yeah. in two years. Because as soon as we, you know, we bought the property, the value of the homes went up, mm-hmm. you know, me paying the home down, I owe less on the home. And next thing I know, my, my home value doubled and sold it and made pretty good money. So there's ways that you can make a lot of money if, you know, you do it correctly and you look at mm-hmm. the locations, locations, locations. It's very yeah. important. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, right now is for any newbies <laughs> right now, the, the real estate market is hot. So it might not be the best time to buy. Uh, everything is b- way overpriced. Um the interest rates are so low but the interest rates are low yes yes uh so it it definitely get with someone that you know who knows what they're doing in real estate and and that is location and buying right so that's where you make your money for sure but it's nothing magical about it is all about numbers and anyone can do it Uh, i recommend it as well yes ma'am so any any other any other common mistakes that you see people make um, I do believe that the best thing for a soldier, first of all, a new soldier that comes into the military to do is invest, mm-hmm. invest, invest, invest. You know, I know soldiers like to go out drinking, they like to party, but out of the drinking money, just take $50 out of every paycheck, you know, any money will help and just put it into a 401k, TSP, anything that you can think of. Just and let the money go. Just let it sit there. Just let it sit there. Just keep putting every month. And next thing you know, in about by the time it's time for you to retire, you know, like a bank account, and you're going to be seeing millions. And you're going to be like, how did I do this? How did this happen? And that money will do it for you. Being young and just investing, like you can start $50 here. And then you can, you know, when you get promoted, take half of your promotion and put it, in, you know, add it to your investment and just keep doing it. And the more money that you put in there, the better results that you will have at the end, towards the end. Okay. So that's what I think I recommend. Invest, invest, invest. Always invest in yourself first, right? And everything else, uh, figure it itself out, right? Exactly. Hey, dollars that you're not drink that you're not spending on yourself drinking, maybe somebody else will buy you a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Negotiate. Exactly. (laughs) You know, put on your high negotiator skills of you buy me a drink, you know, rock rock, paper, scissors. Exactly. (laughs) No, that's true. I mean, yeah, and and, and it's hard. It's hard to do it sometimes, especially when you have you have things that you want to do that cost money. And it's like, well, let me just pull out of this. You know, let me stop my TSP for now. You know, my money doesn't need to go there or this Roth RA. Let me, you know, I'll, I'll start again. And then it's five years later and you're like, oh man, I never started that again. And now you're used to living on that income and it's harder to go back than to go forward. Exactly. Right. Oh man. And then Um, I also recommend for people to, you know, have money in a savings account. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the same thing, you know, if you have to put in $50, $20 on the savings, just to start somewhere, um, just do it because you need to have that money just in case any you know, emergency happens. You need to have the money in case, um, you know, for the future as well, but just always going to be emergencies going on in your life that you don't expect it. And you don't want to use the loan that's going to charge you maybe 27% interest rate or 10% interest rate when you can have the money all the whole time by yourself if you had saved the money. Mm, that's so true, that emergency fund. Um, 
so how how would you i guess what would you recommend for someone who is new to budgeting like where to to start or are there any apps or resources that you can think of like what if they didn't have any money to you know pay a consultant like yourself so you know they need money to for help <laughs> they need to pay a consultant to help them with their money which i think is well worth it um but you know they they're a little tight on funds they're trying to build up something is there anything that you recommend that someone use so you can go for the military they have the the self help center mm-hmm. and that's a free services for all the military members and then you can sit there with them. You can give them all your finances, everything that you, you know, you speak with them, it stays between both of you. Um, they will be able to help you recommend, you know, where to put the money at, how to save it, you know, that you just pull them all the expenses that you have, all the income that you have, and they can set up a spreadsheet for you on, you know, how much you need to pay on the 15th, how much you need to pay for the 30th of the month, and then how much um, you can save and where you can put it for your TSP, how much, so they can help you do that for the self-help center. Also, um, if, for example, if you have a computer, have a laptop, you can go to the Microsoft Office and you can just put it in budgets and it'll give you a little templates and it gives you a bunch of list of items that you can put on there, put all your expenses, how much you spend every month. You can go to your bank statements and put up in there how much you spend for laundry detergents, how much you spend for groceries, how much you spend for car, coffee, Starbucks, gas. And then you'll be surprised how much you spend for entertainment, how much you spend for certain things. Mm-hmm. And then you just put it in your budget. And then from there, you can just, you know, how much the income that you have, you deduct it and you see how much you have left over. And then from there, what I did at the beginning for myself and that really helped me out because I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm was to set up myself five envelopes. And I had my first one was for savings. The other one was for groceries. The other one was for like miscellaneous, like any surprises, things that happen during the day. Another one was for entertainment and one for vacation. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I finished paying all my bills, I pay all my bills on the first. I don't care if it was doing the seventh and the eighth, mm-hmm. the ninth, I paid all my bills on the first. At the end, and then I put a little budget. Okay, this is how much it's going to be for my gas, and this is how much it's going to be for my groceries. I already knew the average because I did, you know, I looked at my bank statements how much I spend on groceries every month. Mm-hmm. And then I divided the money, and then okay, I, I had this much money left over after I paid all my bills. So then I said, okay, I took the money out of the ATM, mm-hmm. took the money out that I have left over, and I said, okay, this money is going to go for groceries. I mean, for miscellaneous, this is going to go for vacation. This is how much I'm going to put in for savings. This is and every month I was putting money in there and I was able to see the money grow. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you see that money right there in those envelopes growing, you don't want to spend it as much because you're just like, oh, this is looking very pretty. <laughs> and then you start being more tedious about it versus when you have your bank account, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, the money is there. Let me just pull it. Right, right. So right. that's something, a tip that I do recommend people to do. You know, if you're mm-hmm. more just like a visual person, take some envelopes out, put money in the envelopes. Mm-hmm. And then when you start seeing the money just growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. That's, and then do the same thing for your kids. Set up your kids little envelopes and let them keep my, or little piggy banks and then put mm-hmm. the money in there to let them see it. And you're also teaching them your kids as well at a young age how to save. Oh, no, that's perfect. I love that. I love the envelope system. I did it, like I said, before I had family. (laughs) (laughs) But we did it for us at the beginning. And it helped us go on vacations. Like Mm -hmm. we did trips. Um, Mm -hmm. I think me and my kids, we went all around the 
United States, like with the road trips and just yeah. drive around. It's gone. And just gone. Let's just go places and just use the money that we saved every year. Like we save it for vacations. So it's kind of like a game for y'all. Like who can save? The, well, I don't know who can save the most money, but you know, oh, we saved this much money. Where can we yeah. go this year with this much exactly. money? We sat down together and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. where are we going? We got this, this is our budget. And, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's getting everyone involved in, like you said, teaching responsibility of money and the importance of it. Because I know my boys are like, but it's only $2. <laughs> I'm like, what? Do you have $2? No, you don't have exactly. $2. Exactly. That's two the more dollars that you had them before you started with. Right. <laughs> that's like my kids too. When I do the chores, they're like, can we get our money? They're like, this is all we getting? And I'm like, hey, you get more than minimum wage sometimes. So, you know, right? what are you thinking about? Like, but you get... A dinner, you get a bed, you get toys. A roof over your head. <laughs> right, a roof over your head. It's all free. All free. So you and, then, and then we take you out of entertainment, free gas, yes. Yes. free car, come on. So you take this $5 or no dollars, what's it going to be? <laughs> My kids if are like, if I'm going to start putting you a bill, and I'm going to start charging you for rent, more food allowance. What oh, goodness. I know. Yeah, those kids are, there's something. So yes, I'm definitely about financial literacy very early on so that they know, and, you know, in each, this is a side conversation for a couple of people uh, that I've had that's had kids, but you know, every generation, their main goal is to do better than what their, their parents did and to provide for their children more than what their parents were able to provide. I mean, that's kind of like a goal, right? Um, for, for most parents, uh, that's that's the epitome of they've succeeded. But then now it seems like every generation is getting a little bit more after us is getting more and a little bit more. And um, and now we it's like, well, what does what do our kids know about hard work? <laughs> you know, like they have technology, they have exactly. social media. It's like, what are we, we're setting them up for failure with all our hard work and providing them with everything. Exactly. And yeah, you know, it's like, what are they going to be working for? So it just helps bring back that foundation of, you know, we work so hard to provide these things, even though you have these things, you know, you still have to keep up the momentum. <laughs> we won't be around for forever. <laughs> oh man that's how I try to teach my kids about how to save I'm always like save 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 like take half of your allowance save it the other half just spend it wherever you want to and uh-huh. you know my daughter she's 22 years old she just purchased her first home really beautiful home and you know and in, in Florida and she's just beautiful next to the beach so you know you see she sees her VA and she's that's, super happy oh she's in the military as well Air Force Air Force. Oh, that's awesome. So, and it's all about exactly the foundation that you said. I bought my first duplex because my mom, she had homes as well. So I didn't know anything about real estate, but I, my mom was like, Hey, buy a duplex <laughs> or a fourplex or something. Right. She, and I remember her saying this to me. I was like, okay, makes, I mean, it makes sense. Even though I didn't really understand the importance of, of that until probably eight years nine years later. Um, but yeah, but I mean, your daughter's emulating you, uh, who set the foundation. So that's, you know, that's a win. That's definitely a win. So that's, that's mm-hmm. good. Thank so you. she's starting off at 22 years old. So yeah, congratulations, mom. You know, that's a, whew, that's, you know, what you always worry about when my kids succeed. <laughs> yeah, you always do, but yeah, she's doing great. She's so doing I don't it. have to worry about her at all. That's good. Yes. One down four to go. 
Yes. But my son, he's a YouTuber, so he's traveling all around everywhere. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. Oh. Right now, he just, um, he's going, he was in Costa Rica and now he's going to Ethiopia. Uh -huh. So, yeah, he's Ethiopia. I, I can't say the word. <laughs> no, no worries. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> Africa. Africa. Oh, Ethiopia. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I can't yeah, see that No, no worries. <laughs> well, that's why they're correcting me too every single time, and I'm like, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay, Elizabeth. We got off topic, but I mean, it's yeah. definitely it, the basis are financial success and 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 having our children see that as well. So, any other things as far as if you just came into the military, uh, I. I, I know you kind of briefly talked about it, but anything else that you can think about as far as tips, if you just came into the military, what would you do first and foremost for financial literacy? Um, first, it would be investing in the TSP or into a Roth account. Okay. Um, secondly, make sure you know you set up your deductions, you set mm -hmm. it up for a low amount for the deductions, um, put money in the savings account as well, besides the 401k and the Roth. Um, so you set a budget so that way you can make sure that you stay always within your limits and not expend more than you have. Um, I know everybody wants things, but, you know, it, you can wait two, three months to get it to save there before you um, put yourself in a debt. Um, I also recommend um, like file taxes every year. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, right now to file taxes, you're going to need it to purchase homes. So right now, some companies, you know, to purchase new cars, they're asking for the two, last two years taxes. Yes. Um, so for anything, you're going to need your tax records. So mm -hmm. always file your taxes on time. Um, the deadline is April 15th. So make sure you do that. Okay. Um, if you're able to see a financial advisor to also help you, I'll be really good to do that. I recommend doing that. Oh, you can come and see me. All right. Yes. <laughs> so you yes. can email me. You can um, call me, and I'll be able to help you with answer all your questions. Um, that's one, the one thing my clients love about me is that um, I'm always trying to help them succeed, and I'm always looking for them for the best um, being for them, and I recommend them what they can do to make more money during the year. Um, also, I recommend you know after the four years we're not to duty to try to purchase a home, you know, because, you know, it doesn't matter. You think oh, I'm too young to purchase a home. You are never too young. Right. You know, just always think about what's best for, for you and mm -hmm. take care of yourself is the best thing and purchasing a home. It will be in the long run, the best thing you can do. You can get roommates in the home to help you pay yes. for the home. Absolutely. There's other ways that, you know, it'll help you invest. Right. And, so, and, and just to caveat off on that, my just little bit of bit advice is, is not your forever home, you know, because you're going to be moving around. So you're not looking for all the bells and whistles that you would want. But you know, what, what would a renter enjoy <laughs> or exactly. live with, or, or somebody else who, who may purchase it after, um, you know, that is in, in good shape, or that you can fix it up to be in good shape. But you know, not every house needs to be our forever home, for sure. Exactly. Because, you, know? you know, you can always rent it out, let somebody mm -hmm. pay you your payments on it and purchase another home. And then when you move again, rent that one out, purchase another home. Now you got two investment properties in your right. own home. So right. just, you know, think about the long run, the futures. Don't be scared. Mm -hmm. um, that's one thing I can say. Do not be scared. 
Um, you know, if the things doesn't work out for you, don't want it, sell it. Right. Simple right. as that. Simple as that. Yeah. Exactly. What about for anyone who is close to retiring or, you know, retired, what, what are any suggestions or tips that you have for them? So I do recommend if you're getting ready to retire and I know you have money, if you have money in your 401k or TSP, don't just pull the money all at once. You know, I recommend moving the money to maybe like a life savings account. When you, you move the life savings account, you can pull the money out tax-free afterwards um, without you being penalized either. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend moving the money to life savings account, the same thing, um, you know, for a 401k or TSP, just mm-hmm. move the money. So that way um, you keep more of your money. So question. So when you say don't move all the money out, are you finding that people who are retiring are not waiting till they're what the 60, 65 years old to, to get uh, that money? They're just taking it out and getting that huge tax. So some people are either taking it out earlier that I go about retire next year. So let me put uh-huh. the money out so I can start preparing for this. Don't do that. Wait till it is time for you to retire. Mm-hmm. Another thing that, I'm, that I've been seeing is people, when they do retire, they take all their money out. They say, okay, I retired yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take money out today. And then when they do that, now they have this big old tax because you mm-hmm. put all this money in their account. And then you got to pay all the taxes on it. They did a 401k. Mm-hmm. And then they were not expecting that. They're like, oh, well, all this money is gone. You know, yeah. half of my money is gone or whatever because they're paying taxes at the end. Unless they did a rough 401k and then they're paying the tax. I mean, um, ATSP, they're paying the taxes now. But if you move the money to a life savings account, now that's going to be like a little bank account for you. So now you have the money saved there. And then you can just pull money every month from that account without charging you taxes on it. Okay. So you can pull your money out. It's like a bank account. Just pull your money out but without you having to pay that extra taxes that you'll be paying if you pull it all at once. Right. Okay. So it's um, like just for the money to a life savings account. Okay. Yeah. We, my husband retired in 2019 and, and he did look into the TSP of taking it out. Uh, what he ended up deciding to do was moving it to American IRA. And, um, and I, I can't remember all the stipulations for it, but definitely it wasn't taxed if I can remember correctly. So something like what you talked about and now he's using that money to invest in there's some requirements for investing, but we're, you know, investing that money and um, yeah, and putting it back into his American IRA. So basically he made a bank for himself. So That's yeah, right. yeah. Okay. All righty. Um, so Elizabeth, just a couple questions to close us out for some really good information. Uh, you know, even if you knew it or didn't know it, or sometimes people just, it takes what, seven times to hear something for someone to take action and for stuff to really stick. Uh, so, you know, I really appreciate Elizabeth coming on here talking about finances, you know, something again, what a lot of women struggle with. So Elizabeth, without any further ado, do you have any go-to books or or podcasts that you listen to for fun or for for resources or education? So I have this book that I read. It's called Mental and Financial Growth. Uh Um, It's a business um, fitness help. It kind of helps you um, for like perspectives and for your finances. Like it teaches you how to save your money, how to invest your money, how... um, to say, okay, do I need to buy all this Starbucks every day or should I just 
instead of getting two Starbucks today, we just got to one or maybe once a week or something like that, you know, and the difference that will make on your finances and stuff like that. So it teaches you how to, you know, purchase a home, what to look at, what interest rates, um, how to look at banks, shop around and stuff like that. Okay. So I like that book because it just gives you different ideas on how to save, save money. money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I thought I wanted to hit out. Um, I know some people might be married to somebody who has like an independent, um, like a 1099, so they self-employed. Um, I do recommend people that have, that are self-employed to do quarterly payment taxes um, during the year because what it is, they're not paying taxes during the year. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year, they have, um, they got all money. Mm-hmm. And if they want to make money, I'd recommend just putting at least $100, $200 every, no, it depends how much income they make. But every three months, pay IRS, you know, an estimated tax for their taxes, for the work. Um, so that way, at the end of the year, they can get a bigger refund instead of having to owe money. Okay. So paying quarterly taxes, the IRS. Just, That's right. Okay. Something that they can afford, put it to the side so they don't uh, owe a whole lot of money at the end of the year. And that's uh-huh. correct. And because if you that way, you know, even that companies have like some employee might have a lot of expenses, mm-hmm. even that, you know, you're supposed to be able to claim those expenses back three to five years. Um, you're not able to do that if you haven't paid no taxes on it, you know. Okay. So right, right. Paying those expenses, you want to be able to pay at least an estimated percentage on it. Okay. Okay. That's good. So Elizabeth, where can anyone who had more questions um are, you know, really looking for some more financial consulting, where can they find you? Okay, so they can email me at Elizabeth mm-hmm. at innovationsfinancialsvs.com. Okay. So, and again, it's Elizabeth at innovationsfinancialsvs.com. And then my business line is 619-535-8555. Okay. And anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to put out? Um, I'm trying to see. Um, I think that's the biggest mistakes that I've seen. I've been seeing people, you know, doing mm-hmm. um, all this stuff. It's just like depends on what they got going on um, mm-hmm. for the businesses. Now, if you want to purchase an electric vehicle, you do at the end of the year, get a big, um, you can claim um, a lot of credits for it. So it will help you a lot. So anybody that has electric vehicle, make sure that you file those in your taxes because that will help you. Oh, quick question. So we just bought an electric vehicle, but it's used or it was, does it matter if it was used or if it was brand new? You're able to get a credit for it. Okay. Yep. So if I that's on that brand of the vehicle, you have a certain amount of credit. Like Tesla's, I think it's $7,500 credit. So okay. it depends on the brand. It just depends the on the brand. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Awesome. We were kind of looking into it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. I appreciate uh-huh. the talk. Uh, man, this is definitely, like I said, it's good information. And I thank you for your time. No problem. Have a good one. It was you nice too. To you. Thank, thank you. you. Same here. Take care. Bye-bye. Ladies, wasn't that great, great information on financial savviness. So it's never too early, it's never too late to build your wealth. If you're young and you're just joining the military, then the time is now. Start contributing to your TSP, start a Roth IRA, uh, or find an investment. If you're about to, if you're in the middle, like I am, you know, 
and, and you haven't done any of this stuff, start now. Again, it's never too late. And if you have started before, contribute more, give a little bit more. Um, and if you're about to retire, there are things out there uh, for after you retire to move your TSP um, and, and so you don't get taxed and there are resources out there. And Elizabeth is a, a fantastic resource and you can reach out to her uh, at any time. And then she also gave uh, uh, other examples of resources as well. But there's things out there for us to get financially stable, y'all. So do it, do it, do it, do it. Uh, because wealth and health is what we need in our lives. So believe you can do it, wanna do it and build a positive financial habit to and, and stick with it whether it's envelopes whether it's you know putting any bonuses money directly into your tsp without you without it even going into your account so you don't have to take it out it just goes you don't miss it um are, are just getting that monthly budget down packed so you know how much is coming in and how much is going out but get involved with your money and stick with your goals so you can have that financial freedom freedom either you know at 20 years after you retire or decide to retire whenever that is or if you decide to get out in the military and do something else but having that financial freedom will allow you to do great things and spend your energy in you know other things that you enjoy doing or spending time with people that you love and care care for so again i'll leave you with the last bits of this affirmation but it is, I can conquer my money goals. Today, I commit to living my financial dreams and my life is filled with health and wealth. Have a great day, a good evening, or a good night. Take care. <music>